Hello. Hi. I hope you've got your passport handy for this one because we're about to take a little trip to Japan. So if it's all cool with you, we'll be taking a ramshackle roguish space shuttle to get there. Is that alright? Don't ask me why. It is what it is. There's a situation. We just have a tiny pit stop to make amongst the stars in order to get to our destination. So hop in, space cowboy, and let's do this. Landed, folks. Uh, that was a smooth, fun journey, huh? Although uh, our travel snacks went all over the place. Who smuggled Maltesers onto the ship? I ask ya. We'll be cleaning them up until Christmas at this race. <laughs> uh, anyways, this is Comics Youth Radio presents Lockdown at the Disco, and I am your tour guide for today because this is the Weeb episode and we're going to be celebrating our fave Japanese culture including anime, manga and music. Opening our show today was Tank by Seatbelts and that's the opening theme tune to Cowboy Bebop which is perhaps one of the greatest and most fun animes you can watch and clearly one of the best theme tunes 
ever recorded. Um, you can track that down on Crunchyroll and I highly recommend that you do. Uh, it's a great time about a gang of misfit bounty hunters in space, which, uh, full disclosure, Joss Whedon wholeheartedly ripped off with Firefly. <laughs> it's another strike against you on that one, Joss Whedon. Oy, oy, oy. Um, Cowboy Bebop also has one of the most banging soundtracks you might ever hear. Just jam after jam of upbeat jazz. Um, and that's currently available in full on Spotify. Uh, that recently became available on there. So give it a listen. It'll make your day so much better. I promise you on that. Now, for those who might be unfamiliar with the phrase, weeb is a generally derisive term used for a non-Japanese person so obsessed with Japanese culture that they wish they were actually Japanese. Um, And here on today's episode, we're going to be reclaiming that term because you know what? What's derisive about it? Like, stop it. Like, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with wanting to be Japanese? What's wrong with loving Japanese culture? Stop it. You know, many of us here at Comics Youth are weebs and proud. <laughs> I'm not sure my co-workers will be agree to be like, what, you calling me a weeb? I am. I am Comics Youth team. I am. Um, I mean, for one thing, I'd just be happy to be anything but British right now. I don't know if you share that sentiment with me, but uh, not exactly feeling too proud to be part of this country at the moment. Uh, maybe I never have been, but it's been a lot worse in the past year or so. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but also Japan just has so much interesting culture. Um, sometimes better than some of the stuff that gets churned out of this country. And you know what? I'd be sound with being Japanese. Just like give me an honorary citizenship because I'm down for it. Whatever. You know, fine with saying goodbye to Britain. <laughs> Oh, the gammon will be after me if they ever hear me. Uh, Maybe that's partly also why throughout lockdown, I've been just escaping into a lot of anime and manga when I've had moments to relax. You know, I, I don't want things that remind me of what is happening right now or of this country and its many issues. And I find American and British content to be extremely difficult to watch right now for that reason. Like, I read the news, all right? That's enough with connecting to the real world. In my downtime, I want to flee. And I do so by fleeing to Japan via books and a screen. Um, A little content warning on this episode that while the songs are clean from explicit language for once... <laughs> Let's thank our lucky stars that I managed to pull that one off. Um, that some of the anime and manga we'll be talking about in this episode um, are likely better suited for some of our more mature young adult listeners. Um, We'll be chatting about plenty of fun, wholesome content too, but also anime and manga that explores mental health um, and apocalyptic scenarios which contain horror or violence. Um, They will obviously try and keep those recommendations to a minimum, but I also feel like they're important to talk about, particularly in within the context of a difficult year, I think, for most of us. Sometimes, at least, you know, this is from my perspective as someone that does love horror and uh, often takes comfort from watching horror, um, that sometimes I find facing narratives like that can be just as helpful to work through stuff as watching something that's really wholesome and cozy. If you're in the right mood, those things can really hit the spot and they can really alleviate anxiety and give you something to grasp onto as a tool for working through, you know, your own mental health issues and your own anxiety. Um, But anyway, that's enough waffling from me. Uh, Should we just get diving straight into this? This next track is Ride On Shooting Star by The Pillows. And it's from the maniacal anime, Fooly Cooly.
And that, and then I realised the song was over, and I'm a little bit out of breath. <laughs> oh God, I love that song so much. It makes me so happy. That boss little number was "Hit in the USA" by Beat Crusaders, and it's the theme tune to a terrific anime show called Beck. Yes, like Beck, like the musician Beck. That does get brought up in the show. Um, and the show is also known as Mongolian Chop Squad. Um, it's about a bunch of teenagers who decide to start a band and get big in the USA. Um, and it's got so many great songs in it and a lot of very sweet and relatable moments. It's got a boss dog that's kind of like a Frankenstein's monster of a dog who's called Beck. And the band's named after him because it's just like the coolest dog in the world. Um, but it's also just very, very funny. Um, I really love the show. I've been enjoying watching it recently. Um, if you are or have ever been or intend to be in a band, then you'll probably see a lot of yourself in the show, whether you want to or not. <laughs> um, and before that was Ride on Shooting Star by The Pillows from Fooly Cooley. And that's spelled F L C L just FYI, in case you want to search for it. And Fooly Cooley is this super oddball delirium of a show about a boy who meets a very strange Vespa riding girl who causes mad things to grow out of his forehead. Um, We've all been there. We've all been there. Loads of insane stuff happens, including them getting embroiled with a mysterious otherworldly organization. Um, And it's just a hyperactive gem of a show with a really unique animation style. Um, My fella introduced me to several episodes of Fooly Cooly during our first date. And uh, let me tell (laughs) you, there's a show to really win a girl's heart. Um, but I was just really taken with the animation style um, and it helped me get into a lot of great anime off the back of it. And there's one creator in particular who I've become really obsessed with in the past year. 
um, for his unique animation style, but also his distinctive perspective on the world, and that's Masaki Yuasa. He's the director of very sweet films like Ride Your Wave, which came out last year and made me cry my eyes out, and Lou Over the Wall. Um, but he's also renowned for making much more experimental and acerbic stuff like Mind Game, which is the strange cerebral exploration. Like, I can't even describe it. Um, it's got an incredible collage art style to it that... Um, it's really fast paced, like so fast paced that it almost leaves you breathless to watch. And my jaw was on the floor during most of it because it was just unbelievable. Um, he's also made The Night is Short, Walk on Girl, which you can currently watch on Netflix and that I very much recommend. It's uh, a film about a night out essentially but one of those nights out that just feels endless and weird and strange and you bump into all sorts of odd people and you get pulled into their journey and it's a great time um he's also known for his tv shows though um one of them the tatami galaxy is related to the night is short walk on girl and it's this fast-paced story about a teenager trying to figure out his life and who he is and in the process of that, finds these strange multitudes to existence, which I won't go into in too much detail because it's so special to discover on your own and has so many unique twists and turns to it. Um, more recently, Yuasa has made TV shows for Netflix, like Devil Man Cry Baby and Japan Sinks 2020, which explore more horror narratives, but ones that are steeped in everyday horror, really. Devilman Crybaby is an ultra-violent story about a world that starts to slowly get overcome by demons, and this gang of teenagers try to figure out how to survive and how to live in this new world. Um, it's a devastating show, I've got to say, um, and not an easy watch at all. Definitely one for our over-18 listeners, by the way. Um, but in how it talks about people who are other, via the metaphor of humans taken over by demons, the show makes some very interesting and harrowing statements about discrimination and the violence put upon marginalized people and the hatred that can boil over when people decide to choose ignorance over compassion. Um, and then a couple of months ago, his latest show, Japan Sinks 2020, came out on Netflix. And again, Another difficult watch. Um, it's about a devastating earthquake that shreds through Japan and the impact that it has on a family and the people that they meet along the way as they try to survive the aftermath of it and the looming threat of more devastation. Um, the drama and the horror escalates with every episode, but what really struck me and what made me sob my little heart out by the end of Japan Sinks 2020 is that despite the constant horror depicted in it, the show really pivots around the idea of hope and resilience and of a whole community and a whole nation in the midst of rebirth and rebuilding. Um, it's kind of the show that we needed this year, I think. You know, it's a show that says, yeah, things are tough. And sometimes just when you think they'll get better, they can get worse, unfortunately. But also out of the hardship and the ruin of those moments and those times that we can all encounter in this life and this world and not just during a pandemic um, or natural disasters you know they can be small things in your life they can be big things but they still have an impact on you um, we can also rediscover our humanity in those moments and our kindness and we can rebuild our lives and the world into something genuinely wonderful um one of the characters in the show um, at the start of it uh, has these three vinyl records that even though he's lost everything, he has these records and he holds them tight to his chest throughout the start of the show. And one of them is an album called Green by Hiroshi Yoshimura who is a pioneer of ambient music. And this track that I'm going to play for you now is the beautiful title track from that album. Um, you know, listen to it. Clutch it tight to your chest. And always remember to retain some hope. 
A Cruel Angel's Thesis by Yoko Takahashi and it's the theme tune to Neon Genesis Evangelion, a show that myself and Comics Youth head honcho Rhiannon are very much obsessed with. <laughs> um, again, this is a show I only discovered while in lockdown, but it absolutely blew me away and there hasn't been a single day since that I haven't thought about it. Um, I think I watched all of it plus the movie within like six days um just every day after work I was just straight back on it (laughs) uh in a nutshell the show is about violent monstrous angels who descend upon earth to destroy humanity and for whatever reason a very shady organization decides that only special teenagers of a specific age are the ones who can clamber into some mecha robots to take on these monsters and save humanity you know no pressure like no pressure 
Um, there's a lot going on in Evangelion. It has a lot of layers and much to say about some surprising things, actually, like gender, exploitation, and also the burden that's put upon young people to undo the damage of previous generations. But what really struck a chord with me about the show is what it has to say about hope and mental health. Um, Hideki Anno, who created Evangelion, um, made the show in the midst of discovering his own depression, which was so bad that he barely left his home for a long time. Um, he described himself during this period as being a broken man who can do nothing for four years, one who is simply not dead. And his experience of mental illness is something that spills into Evangelion in incredible ways. The show starts out quite light-hearted with this bubbling darkness beneath the surface and as it goes on, that darkness builds and builds and builds and it threatens to destroy everything. And the weight of mental illness and the battle against it is a thread that lingers throughout. The final episode of the show and the movie that followed it, simply called End of Evangelion, really delves deep into mental illness and also provides the reminder that every life is worth fighting for. Um, the simple act of shared existence, of connection, of survival is worth fighting for and that where there is life, there is hope. Um, the message is uplifting, but where to the wise, it's another show and movie that can be difficult to watch. The movie actually made me feel nauseous in how devastating it is, but it likewise made me cry and smile for how powerful its message is regarding survival and hope and of getting through incredibly difficult times. Um, it's a show that really, really resonated with me um, during what has been a difficult time. <laughs> um, but there are also more wholesome um, and less heavy shall we say, anime films that you can watch for similarly hopeful narratives, particularly as they pertain to saving the planet and taking better care of nature as well as ourselves and each other. And to bring us smoothly into that vibe, here are two very beautiful tunes from the world of Studio Ghibli.
Oh, so magical. <laughs> it's made me just want to curl up into a blanket with a nice big mug of hot chocolate. Maybe do a little nap, you know, do a little nap. <laughs> oh, there we had the theme to Kiki's delivery servers. Um, uh, a coming of age film about a young witch who does odd jobs here and there to bring in a little cash. Uh, and that was followed by One Summer's Day, which is the theme to Spirited Away. And they are both by Joe Hisashi, uh, who is the, he basically does the majority of all of Studio Ghibli's wonderful movies, uh, which is why they keep this wonderful cohesion to them. You know, they all have that same vibe where it's just like, you just feel like you're getting hugged, you know? Um, throughout lockdown, many of our young people at Comic Seed have been watching a lot of Studio Ghibli films, and they've been doing wholesome watch parties online together um, of Studio Ghibli. And it's easy to see why, you know, because the majority of the extensive Studio Ghibli back catalogue is currently available to watch on Netflix, for one thing. Um, by the way, we're not getting any sponsorship from Netflix in this episode, and we've mentioned them a lot today. Uh, they don't give us anything. Um, but if they want to, you can give me a free subscription if you like. Uh, anyway, all of them are on there with the exception of one film, which we won't talk about. Um, but all of them are phenomenal besides that one. And everyone has their fave. Um, Rosette told us that she's a huge fan of the adorable Ponyo, but can't exactly explain why. Uh, but she did say that Suzuki looks like her best friend and that she loves the scene where he has Ponyo in a bucket and is hiding her. Belle told us that her fave is Princess Mononoke because of how it explores the balance of nature, life and death and how fruitless war and greed are, as well as the amazing creature designs and the amazing soundtrack. Meanwhile, Tom shared that he loves Spirited Away because of how kooky and bizarre it is, uh, something that Lucas M. <laughs> struggled with <laughs> when he watched it with his pal Avery the other day because neither of them knew what was going on. Uh, so with that in mind, because uh, we've encountered this a couple of times from a couple of young people who have said similar, so we thought it would be good to do a little Spirited Away 101 for you. What is it? What's it about? What's going on? Uh, it definitely is a kooky and bizarre film, as Tom put it, um, and it follows a 10-year-old girl who stumbles upon an abandoned amusement park with her parents. Uh, she then gets stuck in this mysterious, otherworldly place after her parents help themselves to a giant feast and are promptly turned into pigs. <laughs> And she's forced to work in the supernatural realm in order to free herself and her parents. Um, it's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. And it has many similarities to Alice in Wonderland and to The Wizard of Oz, if you want to look for such things. And like those stories, Spirited Away centers around a coming-of-age story of a young woman. But it does so in a way that incorporates Japanese Shinto Buddhist folklore alongside some deep commentary about some very interesting and very relevant topics. Um, for one thing, the film explores the effects of Western capitalism and it takes sharp aim at capitalist greed, Western imperialism and the capitalist mythology that, you know, work is not a form of enslavement that's forced upon us. Uh, but of liberation. We are all made free by going to our nine to five jobs and getting stuck in that forever and ever. Um, you know, buy this car to drive to work, drive to work to pay for this car, as Metric would say. Um, but it also talks about how Western capitalism has impacted and changed ja uh, traditional Japanese culture. Um, well, I mean, going back decades, let's say that much. Um, in delving into these pretty complex ideas, the film also has plenty to say about environmental issues and protecting the planet, as well as generational conflicts that can arise when young people hold different values to the generation who may, who may well be running a country and a planet into the ground for capitalist profit. Looking back to how the film is inspired by Japanese Shinto Buddhist folklore, Studio Ghibli head honcho, 
Hayao Miyazaki. Oh my God. Here she goes again, mispronouncing stuff. (laughs) Hayao Miyazaki um, says that how spirits are encountered in the film stems back to his grandparents' time when it was believed that these spirits, known as kami, existed everywhere. In trees, rivers, insects, wells, anything. And he says, My generation does not believe this. But I like the idea that we should all treasure everything because spirits might exist there. And we should treasure everything because there is a kind of life to everything. So there you go. That was my Spirited Away 101. And I hope you can rewatch it sometime and take something even deeper from it the next time that you do. There are a lot of great essays um, and very in-depth analysis of Spirited Away online, which if you're into that sort of thing, like they're so interesting and there are so many really, really interesting and wild theories about the film, uh, which are very much worth looking into and investigating if that's your bag. It's definitely mine. I spend far too much time reading in-depth analysis (laughs) about film. Oh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just a nerd. That's what it comes down to. You know, there's no, there's no hope for me. Save yourselves. Anyway, uh, we are going to step away from the wholesomeness now. Um, we love the wholesome. We love it. But we also like to be a bit heavy. Um, and so we're going to blast two real heavy tunes for you now by two Japanese bands. The first is Farewell to Words by Japanese screamo band Envy. And it was requested by my wonderful friend and comics youth co-worker, Anna.
that was Karate by the ever-fun Baby Metal, a band who prove that you can still be totally heavy and gnarly and shred while being as femme and as cute and as girly as you like. Um, femme doesn't equate weakness, folks. Uh, femme can be heavy and gnarly and it can shred. <laughs> um... And, uh, yeah, I'm playing that one for, for me dad, for my mum and dad, because they're big metal heads. Um, and I know they've enjoyed baby metal <laughs> in the past. <laughs> so I, I know that my dad will be rocking out to that one. And my mum. Uh, it explains a lot about me, doesn't it? That I come from a couple of metal heads. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this journey with me and picked up some fun recommendations along the way. Uh, lockdown at the disco will be on hiatus for a week because I'm on annual leave uh, hopefully soon like in the next couple of days <laughs> once I finish up some work um, and yeah I'm going to be enjoying some relaxation and recovery uh, and I intend that just eating a lot of crisps and swaddling myself in blankets uh, and just reading all of the all of the manga just all of the manga. I'm just going to read loads of One Piece, loads of Jojo, uh, and uh, yeah, probably just not put on a bra for another week. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Anyway, our next episode, when we return, will be the nostalgia episode, where we talk about all the things that give us nostalgia, what nostalgia is, and why it can be such a comfort to us in times of upheaval and change. And so for that, I want to hear your song requests for the tunes that make you nostalgic for a specific time or place, and why. Or songs that are about nostalgia or that invoke the feeling of nostalgia. So get in touch with me to let me know what you'd like to hear for that via amy at comicsyouth.co.uk or via the Safe Spaces Discord channel uh, and specifically the uh, the radio sub channel on there, which we all chat on. Um, and until then, remember, everything is not cool, but it can be. Stay safe, stay sassy, and don't let anyone tell you that being a weeb is a bad thing, okay? It's pretty cool. There ain't nothing wrong with it. Weeb and proud. Weeb your way up. Weeb it up. Do it. Uh, This is Goodbye by Toe. And this is Amy Roberts signing off for another week. Well, technically two weeks. But anyway, signing off. Bye.